mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hey everybody, welcome to Marriage of Martinis. I'm Adam. Here is Danielle. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Adam's going to tell you what we're talking about today. Yes, Danish <laughs> parenting. Oh, good. Oh, come on, I'm not stupid. I edited for 10 oh. seconds. Oh, so okay. I know. Oh, so you do know. All right. But you have to listen to the episode this week, though, because I want to implement some of this stuff and I need you on board. Well, I do because I know, I mean, she comes from. Denmark. Exactly. Well, that's One of the Danish, Denmark. Wow. Places in the world, right? Aren't people like. That's Disney World. Live, <laughs> that's magical places. <laughs> no, that's. Um, what, what's it called? Oh, yeah, the most magical place right. on earth. Aren't people like in Denmark, aren't as, us as Americans know them to be yes. living like. Wow, perfect lives, kind of. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, that's one I'm, thing I'm she, she tries to point out in the episode. She says, listen, there's no utopia, but they're, they're doing pretty good. But they, it seems like they got a good head on their shoulders, and they kind of got it going on. They, they know what they're doing. They got it right? going on in yeah. Denmark. They do. They're right. <laughs> <I don't> even, <laughs> it's like you talk to her, and she sounds so calming and everything, and you and I are like, they got it going on. Right. and, and <laughs> like on. That, that Jersey angst comes out yeah turn on the sopranos in Denmark. yeah there you go that's us um but anyway i spoke to eben sendell i reached out to her because i have been following her on instagram for a while and i'm always i just always am so fascinated by that the you know denmark norway amsterdam all of those but i always look at those countries and i'm fascinated by how they are raising the happiest people in the world consistently every year they're with the top three happiest country denmark and even is an internationally acknowledged public speaker psychotherapist best-selling author of the danish way of parenting what the happiest people in the world know about raising confident capable kids, and an educator who wants to offer parents an alternative to high-stress modern parenting, equipping them with the tools and knowledge to raise confident, happy children. And I was so enamored with her because you can tell it just comes so naturally. And listen, they're a much smaller country. They have been practicing these methods that she talks about for years and years. I know I'm not going to be able to completely... Um, copy what she's doing but even if I can sprinkle some of it here and there and I think I can like a lot of what she talks about is super um, easy I think to introduce into your daily routine as a parent and so I'm excited to do it Um, she talks about hige which is um where all the family comes together and has family time. We talk about how their schools are different, how mothers are treated differently when they have kids um, at first and what makes that so wonderful. We we spoke about a lot. And also she talks about um, the balance between with COVID, how some of us us are trying so hard to create a calming place for our children while we also need to be able to vent and show our stress and how, what a delicate balance that is that I feel like I'm constantly struggling with and I know so many parents out there are. So enjoy, check out her book available on Amazon or wherever you get your books, The Danish Way of Parenting. We literally hit the tip of the iceberg. There's so much more that she has to share um, and I hope we have her back on. So enjoy Eben. First of all, I wanted to ask you how you're doing. I don't know what is life in Denmark like right now. Well, right now it's um, it's not normal. Of course, uh, we are all uh, very much affected by the COVID nineteen, uh, but there's no lockdown anyway, uh, any places. So schools are 
alive and everyone is working, uh, but with a lot of um, precautions, of course. Um, so, but right now it's uh, we're turning red in some areas of Denmark because uh, yeah, there's a high. Uh, it's increasing the, the level of uh, people who gets um, sick by Corona. So we are very much aware, but no lockdowns so far. That's great. And are the kids the kids are in school full time? They are. We had a three and a half month in the spring where there were lockdown, and um, but now they are in school full time. Yes, wearing masks or no, oh, no okay. masks. Wow, that's that's amazing. Yeah, you guys are. You guys are doing really well. <laughs> I'm so jealous. <laughs> I'm so jealous. So. Well, I mean, no, no mask, no. But they have uh, divided uh, the students into smaller groups, and uh, they are, um, they have to to wash hands all the time, and so of course there's a lot of uh, rules they have to follow. But uh, no masks, no. That's great. I know. I was just telling you that. I'm in the middle of like it's the middle, you know it's, it's 11 a.m. here and I have one child. My daughter is upstairs doing virtual. I have two boys coming home within an hour from different schools. They're only half day, and then tomorrow they're home, and it's just like it, it could make your head explode. All the logistics. Oh so, yeah, it's so crazy. Yeah. I, I feel to- with you. I wanted to talk to you though. I have been following you for a while on Instagram and I always love what you post. I'm always so interested, um, first of all, in your philosophy and the differences that you highlight of all the ways you are parenting differently over in Denmark than we do here. And I know it's a much smaller country and, you know, there's, there's definitely a lot to be said, I think, for, you know, there's, there's so many variables, I think, that make it all different. But it's so interesting to me. We just did an episode last week where I was saying that we just moved into a new house and it's a new school year. I was saying, I really want to just try to be more positive. We're in the middle of this pandemic. We have, you know, been struggling so much mentally and it's physically exhausting. And I was just saying, I want to be more positive. And everything that I see you post, I'm always like, I want to do that. I got to do that. So um, I just find it so interesting. Can you tell everybody just a little bit about yourself and your background? Okay, I can do that. And thank you so much for the kind words. Well, um, yeah, I'm my background. I'm a teacher and I've been teaching for, I, I taught for like 10 years. Um, I'm, uh, I don't teach anymore. That's, uh, that's 10 years ago or more, more than that. I educated myself into a psychotherapist, which I've been working with for, yeah many years as well and I have my private counseling and I'm married with a modern um, and we've been together for 22 years I think um, and uh, we have two children Ida and Julie they are teenagers yeah big up big 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 teenagers I would say uh, and I grew up with my mother. My parents were divorced when I was three years old, but they have always always had a really good relationship with my parents, so that has meant a lot to me. Um, and I, well, I, my, my philosophy is what I've written in my book. Uh, it's based on my values, how I grew up with a lot of uh, free play. And, uh, well, I live in an... Oh, it, well, also in, in an authentic way, I believe. Uh, I have always been light at heart, if you can say that. Uh, so reframing things into more positive outputs is, becomes, uh, is very easy for me. And then I'm a huge fan of empathy. That's uh, some of the, um, how do you say that, uh, values or approaches that I find most valuable uh, to um, yeah to to actually uh, exactly uh, yeah. 
we need to be more kind to ourselves and to each other and to our children and um, so that's basically my my values and what I believe in when you say you're more authentic, because I feel like that's a word right now, um, especially in the United States with a lot of books and podcasts and social media, it's a word that we use a lot. When you use the word authentic and say that you're authentic, what does that mean to you? Um, to me, it's being honest about the life we live um, also the difficult and invitable, you know, so I want... I want uh, my children to um, be able to handle ups and downs and they can do that if they have been faced with that. Uh, I mean, life isn't always a fairy tale. Um, so I believe that we should teach our children some of the tools to deal with the challenges. Um, and we do that by being honest and authentic in our way to approach them and to approach ourselves in life if that makes sense yeah. yeah you you um you say on your instagram and in your book and everything that you know from the time i feel like in denmark from the time kids are little you um parents over there make sure that kids are much more independent, I think, than we do over here. There's not as much, you know, we, we are very, we coddle, I think, our kids to mm -hmm. such a huge extent. And from the time that they're little over there, I think it's different. Absolutely. That, that goes along with the, our approach in the free play. Uh, because when children are allowed to play freely, they are also testing their boundaries all the time. And when they do that, they uh, get a feeling of agency in what they do. So they will feel more secure in being who they are, knowing that they can master something on their own. So even though it doesn't seem like that, when they do, uh, when they crawl in trees or uh, jump in the water or whatever they are they are all the time uh, practicing life skills and that means a lot to us and that makes uh, our uh, children and adolescents very independent independent because they know that they can master life in some sort of way um, yeah by themselves so when you say by themselves, because I think here when our kids are playing a lot of times at the park or, you know, outside, if they're playing outside right now, we do a lot of that's too high. Don't climb that high or don't play with that stick. You're going to poke somebody or there's a lot of that here or, you know, that you're that's dangerous what you're doing. How is it different over there in that regard? Are you guys as concerned about, you know, I think parents over here are really, we're on top of our kids all the time to the point of we don't want them to get hurt, you know, and obviously nobody wants their kids to get hurt, but a little bit, it's beneficial. So hmm. is there... Are you talking about when you when you say you're letting your young kids go out and you know play in the water and climb trees and all this stuff? Is or is that is your philosophy with all that sort of you know what they need to learn that they might fall down and you know they might scrape themselves and they might get hurt, but it's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. Basically, of course we support them and we don't uh, leave them all by themselves. But uh, I think it's very important that we trust in our children because if we trust that they can manage and try out some new things by themselves according to the proximal development, they will trust in themselves too. So if we uh, start by saying, don't do this and be, uh, take care, uh, 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 don't uh, jump there and uh, be careful, then we uh, unintentionally learn them or teach them that uh, we don't believe that they can actually master it themselves. So it's much better to educate and teach them how to do and support them. Let say, yeah, that is, I can see that you get, you are doing it really well. Uh, 
um, listen for their in initiatives to actually know where are their next zone of development. So that is um, instead of you know being afraid of letting them fall down. I mean, if it's not very scary or it's not something that can cause them a lot of uh, damage, it's part of being a child. That's I did a lot of that on my own as well, or with my friends when I were I was a child. So we just tested a lot of things and jumped over. Yeah, I don't know water uh, and you know you, you know did a lot of things yeah. on our own. I think we did too here. I don't quite know. I know when I was growing up, I, there wasn't nearly the supervision with parents um, that there is now. And I feel the same way. I feel like when I was younger, you know, I was riding bikes, you know, all throughout the town and everything. At some mm. point, things changed here. And I think it just got more and more that if you're not on top of your kids, you're not being a, um, you know, a, a aware and, you know, and responsible parent. But mm -hmm. I think that there that's gotten kind of like confused over the years mm. that we start, we're starting to relate to hel helicopter parenting with mm. good parenting. Yeah, I, I totally understand it. And we also see a kind of uh, the same here, uh, not in the same level, I think, but still, and I think there are many reasons to that. I mean, society has changed. There are a lot of things going on in the world and a lot of things to be scared for. So I also understand why we just don't let our children play freely. Um, but I think it's uh, also because that we haven't really understood why it's so important to our children why we should allow them to to handle things on their own i mean so we set up a lot of uh, structured activities because then we feel that they are that we are giving them what they need because i think that we know unconsciously that play is very good but and therefore we feel more secure and uh, by letting them uh, go to uh, football or dance lessons and so on so um, so we set up those uh, structured activities and they are really good but if children they don't get time to uh, digest it by themselves uh, on their own terms it won't matter what they have uh, been taught during the day uh, they need to to make it their own in their own way and they do that when they play when they play freely when they are bored and um, so so we need both we need them to have time on their own to grow independently but we also uh, can facilitate a, a structured uh, activities for them mm -hmm. Yeah, out of 155 countries, Denmark ranks among the top three countries as far as happiness goes. And your education system ranks number two in the world. You guys have the shortest work week in the world and you have free health care. You were the first country to allow same-sex partnerships. Like when I read about Denmark, mm. I, I, I'm just sort of like, why don't we all move there? <laughs> it seems so incredible. It seems like a no-brainer. You just have such a, you know, you have an awesome system for postpartum. And, and one of the things that you talk about in your book is the fact that one of the big things about Denmark is that moms, when they have children, are supported in a way that they're not in other countries. Hmm. New moms. Yeah, we put a lot of effort into supporting, uh, especially moms, uh, but also dads actually. But uh, um, from the from the government, uh, there's uh, this midwife who comes to every family with a newborn. Uh, and uh, most often it's a she, and she facilitates a group of uh, other mothers in the neighborhood. Um, we call them mothers groups um, for for mothers to meet and to share experiences and talk about uh, giving birth, talking about 
uh, how uh, how they are doing uh, things in the same way or differently, you know, just supporting each other. So that is uh, one thing that uh, we are very good at at Denmark. But basically, um, I think the conditions for uh, new mothers here are very good. And um, yeah, and we also, yeah, I, I just think that, uh, well, Denmark is, isn't any uh, utopia and we surely have our own internal matters to deal with here. But um, the basic core values, I think, uh, works very well here. Right. And we all know that when moms feel supported when their babies are younger, that, you know, we're just they're happier and more energetic and healthier. And it just makes so much sense. Um, and I think over here, you know, we try to do that, but um, I don't, we certainly don't think we have it down to, you know, to a science the way that you, you do. And I think that that means a lot. And it, it, I think it boosts new mom's confidence in a way that's just, you know, incredible. Um, another thing that I wanted to talk about was um, the idea, you guys have this, talk to me about Huga. Is it called, am I pronouncing it right? Huga? Higa. Higa? Is yes. that how you spell it? Is it H-Y-G-G-E, right? Higa. I yes. Okay. Huga. Okay. I, I, when I looked it up, I saw different pronunciations. Can you talk to me about exactly what that is and why it's so important? Yeah, of course. It's uh, uh, well, hygge is a simple, meaningful way to foster a close bond with your children, I would say. So when you hygge, uh, you put all aside and focus only on the present. And there's nothing about, uh, uh, well, I think there's something about uh, genuine person to person interaction that's better for our well being. And that's something that uh, we are very good at here in Denmark. How so do you make that happen? Yeah, I, I, talk to me about how you make that happen because I think we're all over here sitting saying, you know, and, and also, you know, we are in the middle of this crazy reality of the pandemic and and we mm. have teenagers who, if you tell them to sit down with you, don't want to. And it sounds in theory wonderful, but the, I think we're probably all saying to ourselves, yeah, it sounds awesome. I don't know that I could get my kids to do it. Mm. I think it's a conscious decision on um, being positive and leaving uh, all the stresses uh, outside the door or outside the room and um, wanting to be present in the moment, like fully present wanting to connect uh, because when you connect deeply to another human being i mean you also um, you open your heart and you create a close relationship and a, and a very important contact with your children um, so i think that if you really want to to do it um, you should think back on moments from your life uh, with a lot of togetherness or coziness. I don't know if that's, if that's exactly the same, but mm -hmm. in a way go just with the most potent memory from your childhood where you felt excited and grateful for being just where you were surrounded by people who created this unique atmosphere with you. You know, you can just think about that. Uh, where were you and what did you do and who was with you and so I think that the answer uh, will give you an idea of what Hygge is so every uh, when my children they were small I when I picked them up in the afternoon we always sat uh, around our uh, dining table uh, when we came home and I, I gave them a snack and we talked about the day. And as a rule in, in kindergarten, the, um, the teachers there, they, they taught us that we shouldn't just ask them, how was your day? Because no children can really answer that. It's a, too big a question. So we should more just uh, ask them about some specific things. 
Um, so every day in the kindergarten, the teachers, they had put up a, a little story about what they did that day, just to pre-frame us on how the day was going, so we could more easily ask our children about something specific. So it's just uh, me being present with my children, uh, having a cozy and a nice moment together, uh, sharing uh, the day's experiences, uh, lighting a candle, playing a game, uh, listening to, a, to some music, or just uh, lying on the floor. That's very hygelit. Mm -hmm. So it's not that, uh, you know, it's not that difficult. And, and I, I believe so strongly that if you give your children, it can take like 10 minutes, half an hour, one hour, you will fill up their cup of mommy attention. And they will feel that they have connected with you. You have to, all the time, you have to remember that when uh, your children have been away from you, they need to feel connected with you when they see you. And very often we don't really realize there, uh, uh, that this is very important for our children. They have been at work as well. They are exhausted. There, have been so, there has been so many um, things for them to, uh, to, uh, to think about or new challenges, etc. So when they see you, they need to feel safe and connected and relaxed and we do that with just using uh, uh, some time to connect deeply with them being present fully so that is who mm, I love it I think it sounds amazing um, of course I know that you, when you do that you're, you're there's no electronics no television it's just talking or snuggling or just being close, right? Like there's no, we're not talking about sitting and watching a movie or something. No, no, nothing uh, like that. No tablets, no nothing, uh, no electronics, no nothing. Only the, the presence of, uh, of you together. Mm -hmm. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Is, is, uh, are the electronics and the phones and, you know, the video games and everything over here, it is, you know, it, it's a huge issue for us as parents. I mean, especially right now while we're all feeling so overwhelmed with, first of all, having our kids home all the time. And, um, mm. you know, it, it, it's been a lot and it has been in some ways a savior to have Obviously, the, sometimes, you know, during the lockdown, the only social connection they were getting was over electronics and everything. So on the one hand, I, you know, they obviously can be beneficial, but it, how is it all tackled differently in Denmark, the, like with kids and, and electronics? I think it depends very much on how stressed or low on energy we are as parents at first. Because, of course, it can be very helpful and a needed pacifier to let them just watch uh, a movie on the television or sit with their iPhones or whatever. Uh, and that can be very good as well. Uh, one of my daughters, she has always relaxed uh, just by watching a television. And the other, she, she, she never watched anything. Uh, so it's very different. But um, I just think that we have to be aware of, is it our need for them to just, you know, put them away for a moment for us to do other things? Or maybe we're too tired, too stressed, etc. Or is it um, their need because they, because it's very, um, uh, how do you say that? It's, it's, it, it is a, an easy way to, 
to get a break for everyone. Yeah. And I think that's, that's also good. And I, I'm not against uh, it at all. I just think that we have to set a frame for what's best for our children. So it can be very fine to use it uh, in the afternoon uh, when everyone is tired and just need to calm down. Uh, otherwise, they, could, they can just go uh, playing or be bored. I mean, it's a matter of how we set the frame. I think that's the most important thing. I have a lot of... Um, especially boys in my consultation and they are addicted to uh, screens and to some sorts of um, high reward uh, games um, and that's very very difficult when they get um, so addicted to to that um, it's very difficult to find a substitute that can give them the same uh, exactly exactly yeah, yeah. So we just have to be very aware of it. Um, right. So talk to me about boredom then, because that is always, uh, I, I feel like kids are constantly, my, I mean, my kids, definitely, they're always coming to me, they say, I'm bored. And I, you know, my mm. first reaction is, but you have all these toys and, you know, or you, there, you can watch something on TV or, you know, you have so much to do. I think we're, we then try to deflect it to, um, well, you can do A, B, and C. And, but you talk about how being bored sometimes, it can be a really good thing. It is. I mean, it, I, I, and it sounds crazy, maybe, I don't know, but it is. It is really, I think the, some of the best memories from my own childhood, I did nothing. I just lay in the grass looking up on the, uh, the sky, doing nothing. Uh, I mean, again, it's in this hectic life we live today, I think boredom is more uh, important than ever because there are so many stimulations all the time. And um, so when my children come to me and say they are bored or when they were little, I would just say, okay, you know, it's okay. Mm -hmm. I didn't come up with any solutions for them to, uh, uh, to do anything. Uh, or I didn't, I mean, it's okay to be bored. Just go to your room and be bored. Maybe you, uh, you know, see what happens because there are a lot of studies who, who show that when you are bored, your creativity will arise. You will start getting new ideas. Uh, you 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 will build caves in your room and you will draw beautiful paintings and you know uh, getting ideas of what to do in a new way so so you're using your own mind instead of getting uh, all those stimulations from outside so that's why it's so important and 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 I know so many parents who 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 comes to me and and say, what shall I do? But the point is you shouldn't do anything. And it is a process, of course, because our children today, they are so dependent on being guided into a lot of things. But eventually they will pick it up and they will not feel uncertain or stressed because they don't know what to do. They will start feeling calm and, and just let it be like a moment for them to do whatever they want. So I wouldn't be afraid of it. It's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Um, talk to me about the, the, the adult-child relationship in Denmark. And I think that it's, it's a different kind of dynamic, um, how you speak to your children over there, how you act towards them. Um, it seems almost as if there's uh, more of, you know, this sort of, I don't know, about like, like this sort of equal, equal balance. Um, uh, is that correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. I would say that. Yes. Um, well, I think that uh, we see our children as equals in, 
in a way that uh, we are equals as human beings. But of course, we carry the responsibility being their parents. And there's a huge difference. I mean, you can still have 100% respect for your children and still um, still uh, taking uh, owning the re responsibility and creating a, a safe uh, frame for your family. Um, so I, I think that one of the things that I have always focused extremely on in the way I parent is my relationship to my children. Um, and I, I do believe that is why I have uh, teenagers now that I really count on and they are, they are good girls and they, they, they still listen and still uh, use me or their dad uh, for advice and they come to us with everything. So I always say that I, I would put a lot of effort into creating a, a close and respectful and um, yeah, very um, also authentic, but, but just a true connection with uh, my children because it makes them feel safe as well that they know that they can come to you no matter whatever they have uh, on their mind. Does some of that mean um, at an earlier age, you know, a lot of times I think, especially right now where the world is such a crazy place and in the United States, you know, we've been dealing with not only COVID, but, you know, all of this um, rach racial tension and, you know, there are the wildfires now out in California and we have all this political mm. stuff going on. Does some of that mean trusting our kids when they're a little bit younger to be able to understand what's really going on in the world? I think it's, uh, well, I think that having a good relationship with your children uh, also means that you communicate with them in an honest and sincere way. That is not the same as you should uh, explain them everything, um, not in details. And it's always uh, depending on their age, of course, uh, how much, uh, how much you, sh you should involve them in what's going on. But I do believe that it's, uh, I do believe that when we live in this crazy world with so many scary things going on, we also need for them to put words on what's going on because uh, I know so many children who feel afraid and feel anxious and scared because they haven't, haven't been involved in any uh, talks about what's going on. So they create their own um, fantasy world and that's often very scary. So we should uh, definitely uh, tell them about what's going on, but not uh, in too many details, if it makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, 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 you know, I know of children that doesn't want to breathe. I mean, right now, they don't want to breathe because they have been told that uh, COVID uh, is in the air. Mm -hmm. Imagine just being a, a small child, knowing that you can get really, really sick or die if you take in the air. Mm. Children, they don't understand the, the levels, the nuances in all this. So I know, uh, I know of a child who doesn't want to breathe anymore. And I have uh, experienced uh, children who get nightmares, yeah, stomach uh, aches. How do you say that? Yeah, uh, uh -huh. yeah. separation, anxiety, or they just uh, withdraw, withdraw mentally, uh, or, you know, get meltdowns, hits in this uh, period we're living in right now. And I think one of the things that uh, we should be aware of as parents is we shouldn't let our children know that we are scared too, if we are, because they will mirror our feelings. So if we 
say to them, I'm scared too, this is uh, horrible, this is terrifying, this is, you know, if they listen to uh, news or pick up things from school or the supermarket everywhere, it's so important that we remain calm. We, they need us to be their solid foundation in this. So if we are scared and if everything is horrible for us and we feel anxiety ourselves, we should leave that talk to our partner or to other adults. And still, um, how to say that? And still make sure that our children know that they are safe, that they are safe with you that you feel calm that this is just for a period, this is just uh, for time, and they just need to, you know, wash hands, like they brush their teeth, like in a normal way. Mm-hmm. I hope it makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I, I also think, though, I mean, you know, it, just the nature of things that sometimes in this situation, you know, we are crying and, you know, we are sad and it is hard to, um, you know, to be calm sometimes when it, you know, it all feels so overwhelming. So I definitely totally agree with the, the safe space thing, but I do also think that it's really hard sometimes to hold it all together when your kids are home 24 seven, you know? Sure. I know it's, I, it, yeah, I, you shouldn't, well, don't misunderstand me. I know this is very, very difficult and we can't just all stay calm and, say it's easy to be in this i know it's very chaotic and it's very difficult and i 100 percent respect that um and i and i am an authentic person so i i can't hide how i feel it's not like we should hide uh, in in that way uh, how we feel it's just that uh, our children need us to to um, to tell them that it will get better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that the, is, the optimistic I, I, side of it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think uh, if we can give our f- children a feeling of uh, responsibility in this chaos, that is a very, um, a very good tool for them to master in, in all that uh, uncertainty that, is, that exists right now. And that could be small things like uh, writing a letter for the grandparents or, you know, it doesn't really need to be a lot. Uh, just, you know, drawing something uh, beautifully and small things that, that give them a feeling that they uh, have. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. yeah, we we've done that a few times. We did, um, you know, we've sat down with the kids and, and um, done, you know, where they each chose somewhere during all of this, especially even before this with the, when the wildfires were having it happening in Australia and everything. And then when mm-hmm. we were having the Black Lives Matter, we all sat down and did, um, we gave them each, a, you know, an amount of money to donate to the cause that they wanted to donate mm-hmm. to. And I think that that was really, um, I think they were, that went a long way with them. And one thing that was surprising to me after was that, the causes that they gave to, they were sort of checking in with those places after because they were, you know, they felt Mm. sort of like they had an investment in it. (laughs) Um, So, so yeah, I do. And I, I love the idea of, you know, that right now with, uh, there are all these nursing homes and everything of people who are so lonely that absolutely they could be drawing a picture and sending it. I I love all that um, for sure. I want to just go back one, one time to the, Tell me how, Huga, Higa, Higa. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because I, this to me is one thing that I, I'm so determined to do in this new house that we have now in this new home where I'm trying to instill these sort of new practices that I think that we sort of let go to the wayside over the last couple of years. Let's say that as a mom, we want to create this period every let's not, let's say it's not even every day because it's so hard right now let's say it's you know once a week or once every other week a period of an hour or two with our kids where we just be like you said and we want to but we need some directions and we need to help you know someone to help us sort of facilitate it can you walk me through that as someone who's never 
done this in our house, how we can make that happen and what that should look like? I'll try. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, of course, I know, you know, it's going to look differently for everybody. But, you know, yeah. just even to say to our kids that this is this is what this is going to be. This is why we're doing it. Okay. So uh, if you never tried it before, I would uh, put a lot of uh, pillows or blankets on the floor and uh, create a space uh, there for you all to sit or lay down. I would, um, I would, um, yeah, that's, that, that can actually be enough. And then invite uh, the family, the children and all in the family to come join uh, at this uh, place on the floor, just staying together there. Um, you can uh, draw on uh, each other's back. Uh, you can have a little snack there. You can uh, um, play a. You can continue. Uh, you can create a story where one starts and uh, and the second one creates the next part of the story, and the third one the next part of the story. And you can create stories all together uh, in a big collaboration. I don't know how how you explain it in another way, but you can just stay on the floor, no tablets, no screens uh, on, no nothing, just a place on the floor, a lot of coziness around. Um, I love the candles idea. Yeah, the candles. I, well, I did, I wouldn't put candles on the floor, but I would uh, I would always uh, lit a fire if that's possible. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's what we do a lot in Denmark, and we, the, I, I think it's a lot, a lot, a lot of uh, candles who are sold in Denmark each year. So in this um, time where it's getting darker, you will lit a candle, and you can have some hot chocolate and a little snack, some apples or whatever you feel for, and then just p- making this like. Area, just a space where this is where we are all together sitting right now and doing whatever we feel for. And I would sing, I would tell stories, I would um, laugh, laugh, do crazy things. Uh, You can also turn uh, on some music and do some crazy moves. Mm-hmm. If you are into that, and just have a moment together uh, and see what arises from that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not a, it's, it's, it is a feeling that arises uh, that's uh, special and that's really connecting. And you will, you will watch immediately on your children's faces and how they feel that this is, this is good. Mm-hmm. They love those moments. Right. So that's, that's one thing to do. No, I love it. And I, I, I always say, I, you know, I want to do it. Um, I'm going to do it and I'm going to report back and I'm going to tell you <laughs> how it goes. <laughs> can so you tell fun. everybody where they can find you because, you know, um, on, on social media and everything, because, um, I, you know, I just, I think it's so important right now, especially with everything going on to know that there are, you know, that there are these ways to facilitate you know, all these happy moments and these that we're also worried about our kids growth being stunted right now and their maturity being stunted in their life. And, you know, that they're not getting to do a hundred extracurricular activities. And, and I, mm. I love your philosophy on everything about how slowing down is okay. Boredom is okay. These moments are good even. Um, so where can everyone find you? Yeah, I do believe it's, if it's here, it's probably here for a long time so uh, so yeah. we have to find a balance in it so i can be found on instagram and it's called the danish way um, and i post daily parenting tips there um, i can also be found on facebook also uh, the danish way or my name even dissing sendale um, so that's basically the the social media platforms also on LinkedIn and they also have a website uh, eatonsendale.com but uh, but I, I love Instagram and I love the community around Instagram because 
I think that's a, it's very kind community. Uh, yeah. Then. Yeah. I love Instagram and, too. It's my favorite. Yeah, <laughs> mine too. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. It's great. Well, I want to thank you so much. We will put all your, um, you know, everyone can find you. I will put your links on our website and, um, on our Instagram and everything. And I thank you so much. Um, you, you everything you say makes me feel calmer and, um, I, I can't wait to try to instill some of this, um, you know, in our lives right now as we're sort of starting fresh in this, in this, um, new school year and everything. So thank you so much. You are welcome. It's a pleasure always. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Okay. <laughs> Bye. Enjoy the rest Bye. of your day. Thank Bye. you too. Thank you. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.